This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Eaton Vance High Yield ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find smart bond selection from a specialized team with deep fixed income expertise. Get to know what's inside EVHY, the symbol of high yield done right, at eatonvance.com slash symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. The last few years have seen an explosion in advancements in artificial intelligence, with the potential to dramatically change all sorts of industries, including global manufacturing. But the new technology is also bringing in new uncertainty as business leaders try to figure out how to use these tools to manage their supply chains and their workforces. It is shocking to me that in this day and age, we don't understand how much supply or demand is needed to run the world. Ravathi Advaithi is the CEO of Flex, a company that manufactures the components that go into everyday products, from coffee makers to electric vehicles. She's also part of a U.S. government advisory committee on supply chain policies. Advaithi spoke with WSJ reporter Emily Glazer at the Wall Street Journal's CEO Council Summit on December 12, 2023. With so much data and so much information out there, I mean, that shouldn't be the world anymore, should it? From the Wall Street Journal, this is the future of everything. I'm Danny Lewis. Today, we're bringing you a conversation about the future of manufacturing in a world where technology is rapidly changing and how that will affect how everyday products are made. Stick around. This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Eaton Vance High Yield ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find smart bond selection from a specialized team with deep fixed income expertise. Get to know what's inside EVHY, the symbol of high yield done right, at eatonvance.com slash symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. And now, here's some of WSJ reporter Emily Glazer's interview with Flex CEO Ravathi Advaithi. Thank you, Ravathi. Let's kick right off and talk about the job market. Are there certain jobs where you're still thinking, man, we still need more AI specialists, or we've got to get more folks on the factory floor, that even if there's a slowdown, there's still such a drive to get certain roles in place? Uh, Definitely. I would say anything around skills that are specific to supply chain resiliency associated with software skills on how to do production planning or retooling your software systems to make it more efficient, all those skills are still hot in the market and difficult to get. 
but a lot of the people we hire will be around, you know, can you run your SMT surface mounted technology machines? Can you run your big fabrication equipment? And can you move people from one to the other? Mm -hmm. I would say the higher skill workers are still difficult to find. They're still a hot commodity. Uh, most people want to go to the cool, sexy software companies, not always to manufacturing. So still hiring around those sectors, mm -hmm. and I think that'll accelerate. Uh, but in the day-to-day -day jobs, I would say we're much slower than where we were. You mentioned the cool, sexy brands, and I've heard you refer to Flex as the name behind many of these companies. I would imagine in the last 24 hours, many of us perhaps have used products that Flex contributed to making, whether it's a hairdryer, a coffee machine, could we take a step back? Can you tell us a little bit about all the different work that Flex does and what it contributes to? You know, when my kids tell, Mom, why aren't you making those cool, interesting, sexy things that, you know, we use every day? I always say, you know, if we didn't make the product, you wouldn't have them. We're not the brand. But we make everything from vacuum cleaners to hair dryers to straighteners. We used to be big in the mobile phone segment, but not anymore because the product and markets was too competitive for us to be in. We are big in terms of cloud communication, kind of enterprise sector on technology. Industrial and power is one of our biggest end markets. So mm -hmm. we're big in terms of whether it is embedded power on compute, whether it is facilities power, whether it's just basic infrastructure, industrial or residential, commercial. Uh, automotive EV is a mm -hmm. significant platform for us. So we make little things to very gigantic things and put all of them together across the world. Some, and everything in between. You mentioned EVs, and I do want to talk about the economy a little bit. Um, we've reported that there's been a slowdown in EV demand. How does that impact your business or does it? Definitely. I would say as you see slowdown in the electric vehicle market, we'll definitely see an impact related to that. But I think our growth is masked by the amount of share gain we have had related to this consolidation that's been happening around EV supply chain. So we're, I'm not too worried about automotive. I think there it's going to be more about can you keep up with capacity? Do you have enough room to grow? Mm -hmm. We're also strong in terms of the China EVN markets. Mm -hmm. And there, while growth has been a little slow recently, we you still You read my mind. I was going to wonder. It has a lot of potential for the future. Mm -hmm. So we're well distributed between North America, Europe, and China in terms of EVs. So I'm not worried about automotive slowdown because I think we have a lot of growth that's going to be about capacity, mm -hmm. uh, but some markets will be slower than the others. All right, let's get into AI. So you're on the Commerce uh, Subcommittee where a lot of the work is looking at how to try to prevent some of the supply chain challenges. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you're doing on that subcommittee and where AI might fit into fixing this global supply chain? So um, that's a big question. I'd say our work has been focused around first is availability of people. For all these mega factories being built across America, we need people to run those uh, factories. So how do we focus on the right policy uh, for workforce skilling to help manufacturing be a real contributor to the economy in the U.S. So that was one kind of subsector. And do you, work. really quickly, do you think we're there yet, or is it that these factories are are being built or opening up, and they might be a little bit empty? I I don't think we're there yet at all. We see articles every day about how hard it is to staff up some of these facilities, right? And 
reskilling, at least for manufacturing, sounds like it's an easy thing to do. It isn't. You have to go to a lot of rural communities and help set up community colleges to really build the pipeline. This mm -hmm. is just going to take long-term work. It's going to require an immigration policy that's fairly robust if you want to keep these factories running. We can give a lot of recommendations, but politicians will do what they have to do, and some of them work, some of them aren't taken into consideration. But that was one theme of work. I would say the second theme of work was around resiliency. Mm -hmm. You know, think about medical devices and how much work has to be done around transparency of that supply chain, making sure that you're really thinking about building resiliency in the long term. Can we get different parts of the government and private enterprise to work together to build a more transparent medical device supply chain, as mm -hmm. an example, and then build a robust supply chain around it? And then we should eventually get to, you know, what does planning look like in the world of AI and supply chain? Mm -hmm. But I'd say for the manufacturing subcommittee, those were the two major themes of work that we were uh, doing and helping with recommendations. Just ahead, can AI make supply chains more resilient and predictable? And how might that change the way global manufacturing works? Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. How might AI improve the supply chain? You know, you talk about thinking about it twofold, short-term and long-term. How can it improve the efficiency and productivity of your company? And also how might data leverage uh, or streamline some of these holdups in the global supply chain? So taking that longer-term view, what's on your wish list if you could <laughs> fix the supply chain and, and use AI and have this technology ready? What would that look like? So I'm going to talk about it in two parts. One is what happens in a manufacturing floor, and then second is what happens from a macro planning standpoint. So last 30 years, I have been in factories around the world, right? So I'm excited about the next 20. The reason is this. If you think about factory productivity, it hasn't moved significantly. Like in the early 2000s, late 1990s, when labor arbitrage was a big thing, you saw a lot of emerging economies benefit from it. And AI can be kind of an equalizer in some ways. I'm not talking about the fully automated large fabs or the large factories that we mm -hmm. run. But if you think about small, medium-sized manufacturing, AI, if the cost is lower to implement than hard machines, mm -hmm. could be an equalizer in terms of driving productivity. They'll have 25, 30 different fragmented software systems that don't talk to each other, trying to run production planning schedules in factories. Mm. And you make up for all that low capacity utilization of the equipment by adding more equipment capital is not that cheap anymore, so what do you do? So I feel like AI can help mm -hmm. by taking the combination of how is your working capital deployed? Can you improve 
your utilization of your equipment. Mm -hmm. Putting all that together, I think AI can help in terms of just driving factory productivity. So that I'm very excited about because this gives small medium manufacturing an edge. Yes. And I'm excited to see what happens with that. And then, but step back into the macro of what happens with AI and planning. So we just went through a supply chain crisis. It is shocking to me that in this day and age, we don't understand how much supply or demand is needed to run the world. Mm -hmm. With so much data and so much information out there, I mean, that shouldn't be the world anymore, should it? So I'm excited to see, can you have large kind of multimodal LLM models for planning, let's say even for chips, mm -hmm. right? And that in the future will drive really good intelligence where you don't end up in the supply demand inequity. Mm -hmm. And then you solve for it again by putting too much inventory. That shouldn't be the case in this day and age, yes. right? But that requires a different level of participation from industries and sectors across the world. I'm interested, do we prevent the next supply chain crisis from happening because mm -hmm. you ran out of one component mm -hmm. um, across the world? Well, on that note, thank you so much, Ravathy. We appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. That was Flex CEO Ravathy Advaithi speaking with reporter Emily Glazer at the Wall Street Journal's CEO Council Summit in December. You can listen to their whole conversation on our subscriber feed, WSJ Special Access. The Future of Everything is a production of the Wall Street Journal. This episode was produced by me, Danny Lewis. Thanks for listening.